0: Limitless was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community, in order to show the world that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the Executive Director and Founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marsolais. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Sean Marsolais. Thank you for joining us again this week. We've got another great episode. Today we're talking about babysitting, particularly babysitting when you are blind or partially sighted. And I'd love to introduce my co-hosts for this conversation, Nika and Jill. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Can you maybe start by reminding our listeners um, your level of vision?
2: So I'm Jill. I am totally blind. I have an eye condition called retinopathy prematurity. Um, So I was low vision growing up, and now I'm totally blind.
3: I'm Nika, and I was born with Peter's anomaly. I do have some remaining vision. I have most of my vision in my left eye, and I can see shapes, colors, and light, but I can't see small details unless I'm
1: super up close. So, Nika, can you maybe tell us why you wanted to talk about babysitting on the podcast?
3: Yeah, so I think babysitting was something that I've kind of always wanted to do ever since I was 12 probably because I kind of just see myself as naturally a very like maternal person and I like taking care of other people. And I took the course. I remember I took a course as soon as possible. And I even took a first aid course later on. And as I was kind of looking for babysitting jobs, a lot of people told me that I was very qualified and overqualified, but they just couldn't trust me because of my disability. So even though on paper, I kind of had above and beyond all the credentials uh, other people would get babysitting jobs and people in my school and in my class would get babysitting jobs and I kind of knew them I knew the type of lifestyle they had and type of things they do and the type of personality and maturity level they had and it kind of frustrated me that other people were getting uh, babysitting jobs and I wasn't And even though I was qualified and am I sounding completely narcissistic
2: here? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh Nika. I
1: think the way you were saying it was
2: fine. Nika, you're my favorite person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I love how wonderfully honest you are. It's great.
3: Yeah, (laughs) but this kind of stemmed from a lot of that and It's kind of frustrating hearing someone say that you're qualified for something, but just because of something that you're born with out of your control, you basically can't get
1: it.
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that you've brought this topic to our attention, and I'm sure that you're not the only person who's had that experience. Um, But I thought it would be good to have the perspective of somebody who has babysat, with a visual impairment and somebody who would like to so we could sort of talk this through so uh jill what's what was your babysitting experience
2: yeah so i actually like i said before i was low vision and and am now fully blind so i actually have experience babysitting in both um both situations which is perhaps a little bit unique but um when I was younger and low vision, I would babysit a lot of the time with my twin sister. We would get like babysitting jobs together because they were like, you know, maybe two or three kids. Um, So there were a few times I think we babysat for two younger, like a little girl and boy for like, I don't know, six months or something. Every like twice a week while their mom was working. Um, So we had a lot of experience with that. And then I also babysat... Um, there was a next door neighbor, little girls who we would babysit a lot. And then through them, I got a job babysitting an actual baby, (laughs) Um, not just little kids, but actual baby by myself. I think I was 14, 15. Um, So that was a little bit nerve wracking because it was like most of my babysitting before that was with my sister. Um, And that where she kind of, I guess, due to my visual impairment, I couldn't always see, you know, like the dials on the stove or something to cook some dinner. So she would take, on those kind of roles um, as where I would just kind of play with the kids while she made dinner or whatever, right? So this is kind of my first actual job where I babysat um, three little kids, the two little neighbor girls and their friends, like their friend who was a baby. Um, So And I was all of that by myself. So it was a little bit intense at the time, but it worked out pretty well. Um, And then when I became fully blind, after I adjusted to all of that, I um, babysat my younger cousin by myself because my me my, or my sister and two older cousins fell asleep. So I had to babysit the younger one, which was really cool, actually, because she knew that I couldn't see at all. And she was, I think, four at the time, and I was 15 or 16. So she understood that I couldn't see and actually listened really well, which is helpful because she wasn't always the best at listening otherwise. <laughs> um, and I also have experience babysitting my two nephews. Um, Uh, being fully blind as well. So yeah, that's kind of, I babysat quite a bit, I guess, mostly Mm -hmm. when I was low vision, but I do have some experience being fully blind as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was a teenager, I also babysat. I think most of my babysitting came through people I knew. So my cousin Mm -hmm. and friends of my parents' as kids. And then a little bit of, I don't know, like word of mouth kind of gets out that you babysit. Mm -hmm. But I definitely like when I first started, it was definitely people who were connected to my family. And I feel like they actually reached out to me and asked Mm -hmm. me to babysit. And at the time I was partially sighted and kind of like, well, I guess if they think I can, then (laughs) I shouldn't shouldn't worry about this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did get into a few, a few little Incidences in my babysitting experiences, definitely. Um, and I guess I also come from the perspective of being a parent and hiring babysitters. And I have actually had two babysitters for my son who are partially sighted. So I certainly wasn't concerned about that um when I was hiring a babysitter. I think there's a lot of other qualities that are maybe more important than whether you have vision or not. Um <laughs> But maybe we should talk about that. Like, what do you think, like Nika, you you mentioned you had the training. What other qualities did you feel you had that would have made you a good babysitter?
3: Yeah, so I had both the first aid and the babysitting training. Um, I think kind of basic life skills are pretty important. So at the age of 12, for example, I w- wasn't really able to cook or use heat, but I was able to, let's say, make like a bagel and put it in the toaster or make like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich um, for kids like if they're hungry. I think there's also a sense of just responsibility, especially when you're left alone, taking care of like little lives basically that are completely relying on you. Um, I think balance is another one because I think kids sometimes try to take advantage maybe when parents are away. And it's finding that balance of not being too strict, but then also not letting kids get away with a lot.
1: Yeah, I definitely, you know, when I was looking for a babysitter for my son, I wanted somebody who was reliable and responsible, um, mature I think also like a good problem solver or resourceful is really important. Like things happen unexpectedly with children. Uh (laughs) And if you panic under pressure, then, um, you're going to be in trouble. Right. And, Uh and even if you are visually impaired, then if you can't see what the kids are doing, you need some strategies. So (laughs) like, I'm curious, Jill, when you were babysitting multiple kids Did you have strategies to keep track of everybody?
2: Yeah, kind of. Um, Thankfully, like I ended up always kind of finding ways that all like me and the kids would be doing something together. So we would play a lot of like board games, or watch a movie, or like we played a lot of hide and seek, or like tag, or um, oh, what's that game? Oh, it's it's like I think the red light green light game where like Mm -hmm. one person's like yeah, (laughs) yeah, or like. Times We played all these little games that were very like interactive and you know everyone was playing together and took turns and they got the t- chance to be like the one, you know, leading the mm-hmm. game or they would come up with ideas. We kind of, I kind of ended up doing, you know, whatever the kids wanted to do, but I also tried to make it where we could all do it together. So they were at least all in the same room with me, which made it a bit easier because then I could keep, you know, like we're all in the same room. I know where you are. I know what's happening. Like, you're not, you know, getting into something. That I don't know what, what's in the room, right? Like, we were all we kind of stay in the kitchen or living room for the most part, where I knew the room. I knew what was in there. I knew, yeah. you know, what was happening. So, thankfully, that worked out pretty well.
1: Um, yeah, keep them until talking. A kid, until they,
2: <laughs> one of them gets on a fight and they go run right away and pout, which wasn't always fun. But thankfully, <laughs> like, the house wasn't always that big. And they were, you know, like, he, like thankfully, kids are pretty easy to... um you know talk to and like you can figure out what's wrong and try and make like figure out a way to make it better Mm -hmm. so like I don't know I think we were playing I forget what we were playing we were playing I think hide and seek once and one kid was upset that she didn't get her turn to be like the seeker or something I can't remember exactly but she was upset and like ran to her room and like slammed the door I'm like okay not happening (laughs) um mainly because like I didn't know what she was doing like she was kind of a little bit sneaky sometimes too. So I'm like, okay, like we're going to not have this happen. Um, and then I ended up just like going into her room and like we chatted and she calmed down and we went back and played. And You know, she just wanted it to be her turn, which is totally fine. And it was her turn anyways. So, you know, all kind of worked out in the end. Um, but That was always kind of my strategy, I guess, was to try and get everybody in the same room. Um, one, to make it easier for me so I knew where they were, but also like, I don't know I, I a lot of the time I feel like kids just kind of well this could be projecting a little bit but like kids kind of just play on their own so they really like and even from my experience having babysitters growing up you love when the babysitter plays with you not just sits mm-hmm. there and like you know go play and they're on their phone or watching tv or something like being a kid who had a babysitter and being a babysitter like I always thought playing with the kids and like you know making them part of it or like if they wanted to help cook or we went and like went tobogganing or something like it was always something that they wanted to do and we could do together but the babysitter was always involved with that was always really important to me and also having a fun like being a fun babysitter and like you know what do you guys want to do like if they couldn't come up with an idea like I had a whole like idea list of ideas of stuff to go do Mm -hmm. that they might not have done a lot or you know like the two kids that my sister and I babysat for a long time like, they hadn't really gone tobogganing a whole lot. So we took them to our house, got our toboggans, and went tobogganing for, like, a couple hours. And, like, it was super fun. So like, it was kind of, that was always my strategy, just trying to get everyone in the same room and do something we could all do together. Because mm-hmm. that way I knew what they were doing and where they were, which made me more comfortable as yeah. being, like, a visually impaired babysitter. So, yeah, which kind of worked out, thankfully, in my case. But That's, yeah. like, so fun and interactive. I love it. Yeah, and like that was like my a lot of my babysitters um, did that with me and my siblings growing up. Like we would always go on the trampoline or come up with these new games or something. And I always thought that was really important to do as a babysitter, just to you know be fun and get everyone involved and do what the kids wanted to do, especially Mm -hmm. whether it was just sitting there wanting to draw or go outside or whatever. Right? So
1: Jill, did you have any people like express concern about your visual impairment when you were babysitting? I think funny enough, I think it was more
2: my mom was a little bit concerned mm. and I think it was more so just because, um, like I had never done it, especially when I babysat by myself with my sister was babysitting for someone else, or she had gotten a part-time job earlier than I did. Um, so then she, you know, she's kind of done with babysitting. So, um, I think my mom was most more concerned if, you know, it was dark outside or it got dark and it got late and I couldn't see something. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think she was more concerned about that, or like, oh, you know, like, how are you going to cook some dinner if you can't like use the stove or see the stove? Like, there's so many other ways to cook than just using the stove. So, I, my mom was a bit concerned, but she, she's also pretty like, show me what you can do, kind of, a kind of mom, right? So she let me figure it out and do it, and it worked out. But yeah. I don't, I don't really remember or know that. I don't think any parents that I had babysat for really had much concern. Um, mainly like a lot of it too was because me and my sister babysat together most of the time Mm -hmm. so like anything i couldn't do because my visual impairment my sister could take care of um and at the time she was a bit more of the i guess leader out of the two of us you could say but even when i babysat by myself like it was only for a couple hours or they already had dinner prepared for the kid for like for supper so i could just had to had to heat it up or something right Mm -hmm. um so it was really depending on like what the parents already had going on and prepared But I don't think, I mean, I was low vision at the time and I don't, I'm pretty sure they all knew I was low vision, but I don't think they really realized how much I could or couldn't see because I like, I didn't have a cane or use any like voiceover talking technology or anything like that. Um, So I, I'm pretty sure they all did know I couldn't see fully, but it was never like a, just never seemed like a big deal at that time. Being fully blind is maybe a little bit different, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about when I started babysitting and um, just some of the challenges that I had around my vision. I I think it's interesting you're mentioning the whole like making the kids dinner and just Mm -hmm. like not being familiar with someone else's kitchen. Even even the help yourself to whatever snacks you want when Mm -hmm. you're like, you don't know where things are. What do you have? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You're going to start opening up all the boxes and sticking your hand in to find out what they are. So yeah. Um, that was definitely a bit challenging and just, yeah. Mm Kind of knowing where things were. I I remember one of the kids having an accident Mm -hmm. that required some pretty serious cleanup, but I didn't know where there was like rags (laughs) to clean up, you know, so I'm using toilet paper to Mm -hmm. try to clean something that required a lot more than toilet paper. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) good times.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I remember like when I babysat, that the baby for the first time i think i babysat for her like i don't know four or five times um and then i ended up getting a part-time job so i stopped babysitting but um like she i don't she had to be around a year old like she wasn't old she was still in diapers she was still drinking bottles and like that was the first time i'd ever dealt with a actual baby (laughs) to babysit Mm -hmm. all the other kids were like you know at least four or older usually um and like thankfully they were kind of like working on I don't know what it's actually called, but when the baby like try you try to get the baby to fall asleep by itself. Okay. I don't know what you yeah. call that. Um so they kinda told me that was what was up. And if she like cried for a bit and then stopped, then she was fine. But if she kept crying and crying and crying, then like, you know, go check on her. Mm-hmm. But thankfully they were only gone for like a few like a, not even five or six hours, like under that. And she would cry a little bit and fall back asleep. So kinda like I didn't really have to do much with her, thankfully. Um but, like, I was prepared to do it. I was a little nervous, but they showed me, like, here's the diapers. Here's all the like, the wipes and stuff. Here's the bottles. How long we warm it up for. Like, here's the bibs. Whatever it was. Like, it was an, mm-hmm. it was nerve-wracking because I was only 14. And, like, the only baby I'd ever experienced was my cousin at the time. So And, like, I just kind of held her. I didn't really do anything like that with like, my cousin. So, like, actually babysitting a baby for the first time was kind of nerve-wracking. But I, like fortunately and unfortunately i didn't have to do a whole lot with her i guess um but there were also two other little girls i was babysitting at the time who were like i think four and six um so they were more of a handful than the baby actually was mm-hmm. um so and like that was a lot to babysit three three kids at once by myself low vision um but like it all you know this the little girls i was maybe just watching them while they went to sleep and their parents went up for dinner and came home so it wasn't a huge deal but there was, mm-hmm. you know, i miss my mom kind of thing some tears and some pouting and i'm guessing there was a lot of multitasking involved yeah a little... thankfully the baby was easy and just would you know go back to sleep but then the two little girls were like i mean it was mainly just when they actually settled down for bed got them ready for bed then they would cry because they missed their mom which like fair enough but so that was like the biggest thing i had to deal with really um but it was a lot to babysit three kids at once by myself that was, like, only a couple times I think I had to do that. Usually, if there was, you know, more than two kids, my sister would come with me, or I would go with her. Um, her and I made a pre- pretty good team for babysitting. But, yeah, I i don't know. Those are the biggest issues. Like, it's more just – thankfully, I had a lot of experience with, the, like, the parents already having, like I said, dinner or snacks ready for the kids. Or like, hey, there's this and this in the fridge if they're hungry or whatever, um, which, like, I – kind of liked that the parents did that because it made it a little bit easier for me to know you know what the kids could eat and couldn't eat or you know Mm -hmm. like I don't have to worry about if I didn't know there's an allergy or something like you know like yes kids don't always understand that they can't eat something because they have an allergy if they're kind of young and like sometimes if the parents are in a hurry they kind of forget to tell you some info or you forget to ask in the moment so like it made it easier when they said like there's this and this and this if they're hungry um right so it kind of I was really lucky I think in that way that the parents usually had the food kind of prepared already um and like I never really had to it was pretty easy I don't know and it really had to deal with like any big accidents um I think the only like kind of not accident but like kind of surprising thing was I think one of the kids little boys is getting ready for bed and he was supposed he was in the bathroom changing his, his pajamas and he ran down the hallway like Streaking like no clothes on. It's like, oh, there he goes. Like, okay, come back here. You have to get your pajamas on. Like, it was high, it was so funny actually. That was like the only thing. He was like four, so he didn't really care, but it was really entertaining. Um, so thankfully, I didn't really have to work. Like, I don't know, it wasn't really most of my babysitting jobs that I can think of right now were pretty easy. Um, and again, being low vision, like, I could i didn't really have to like you know search around for a lot of stuff like i could just open the door and see oh there's the broom or you know there's Mm -hmm. the kids sippy cup whatever it was but again like being fully blind i that one time where i babysat my like four-year-old cousin because the other my other two older cousins and sister fell asleep and i had to watch her um like i kind of she wanted to go outside really bad and wouldn't stop bugging me to go outside so i just kind of said like hey like we can go outside but we're on a farm in the middle of nowhere so you can't run away from me because I don't know where the hell you're going. <laughs> like you cannot go into these trees or over to the barn because they're animals and I don't know if they're nice or not. Um, so I explained to her, like, if I call you, you need to come to me. And we ended up playing like kind of like a a game in the yard where she, like, I would, she would run around and I had to try and grab her, like catch her. So it kind of ended up being like, I could hear her all the whole time anyways. She ran up to like, I think it was a motorbike once. And I'm like, okay what are you doing? And then she just wanted to sit on it and pretend she was driving it, but obviously didn't know how to drive it. So it turned out to be okay. Um, But it was a bit more nerve wracking for me, especially going from low vision than to fully blind babysitting. Thankfully, it all kind of worked out for me, I guess you could say. I feel like that's where one of those like child
3: leashes would come in handy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you don't (laughs) tend to use those in your own yard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and thankfully I knew the yard pretty well, but like- I, I think that was pretty shortly after i lost my vision too so I wasn't really used to you know I'm like I had never I think that was the first time I had babysat after losing my sight mm-hmm. um so I'm like oh my god like what do I do everyone who's supposed to be helping me watch her is falling asleep on me and won't wake up because they're dead tired because we had to sleep over the night before um so I have to watch her and I don't know what's happening like I don't know what like, she, like I think I said before, she's kind of a sneaky little kid, but thankfully she, I, when I explained to her like, Hey, I'm fully blind. I need you to listen to me. And if I call you, you need to come to me. Right. And thankfully she, I think she got kind of the seriousness of my tone with that and didn't try to like hide on me or anything. Um, and it, like it ended up
1: working out really well. I had an incident uh, when I was a teenager I was babysitting. I think the little girl was like almost too still in diapers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I know how to change diapers. No problem. Which I did know how, mm-hmm. but I did not realize that she had cloth diapers, not oh, disposable diapers. Oh. And so yeah. it was time to change the diaper so that she could go to bed. And I, I didn't really, you know, I don't, I didn't pay that close of attention to the diaper I was taking off to like try to use that as a guide to figure Mm. out how to fold the other diaper to put it on. Yeah, I I tried and tried and tried and tried and I had to call my mom and my mom came and it was like probably a 10 minute drive from our house where we Mm. were and helped me change the diaper and then left. And I still don't know how to change cloth diapers.
0: (laughs) Fair.
1: She tried to show me quickly, but I was like too stressed out by that point to even retain anything. But Yeah. yeah, that was... That was kind of like thank thanks mom. (laughs) That's so funny.
3: No, they're complicated. I was watching YouTube videos on it, and it's a process.
1: Yeah, disposable is so much simpler.
2: Yeah, but I actually wanted to mention. So, like I said, when I went, most of my babysitting experience was when I was um, low vision. But then, like when I got after I uh, lost my sight, like I didn't babysit as much. but again, I was adjusting to being fully blind, so fair. And then I ended up moving. I was in high school and then moved to, went to college, and it just kind of fell out of my, I guess, repertoire. But um, I remember, so my oldest sister has two little boys, and they're, uh, I think, f- f- not five and three right now. Um, but at the time, the oldest was, I think, he was only three. And <laughs> my stepdad and I were babysitting him. And of course my stepdad naturally fell asleep on the couch. So I and I had to babysit him because he was having a nap. So thanks for that. But I didn't really like I hadn't really babysat for quite a while until then. And I'm like, okay, you're like, you're three, you're the cutest kid ever. But like he knows he knew to an extent that I couldn't see. But it was the kind of why don't you get glasses, like daddy kind of thing. Um, so we ended up like and I didn't know their house at the time because they just moved into like a newer house. So I'm like, okay, like I don't really know your house all that well. Like my stepdad was there if I really needed him, but I didn't really want to wake him up. So my like I just babysat my nephew for like multiple hours. And we ended up just like playing he had this like little race track with all these little like the little dinky cars, like race cars. So we would just like run them down this track and like I'd make crashing sounds and he'd get all excited. And it, like it was really fun. Actually it ended up being really fun. And he wanted to go play outside and they have this kind of sand table outside. And I knew that most of their backyard was fenced, but except for one spot didn't have um, fencing yet. So I am like, okay, we can go outside, but you do not go to that area. And he knew already that he wasn't allowed to go over there. But like, I wasn't sure if he would try anything because he knew I couldn't see or I'm a new person babysitting him, right? Um, and like their backyard was scattered with toys. So I'm like, oh God, like how do I get from these back steps to like the sand table? And it's like in the middle of the yard, like, Oh God, what do I do? And he just came over to me and like took my hand and he walked me over to the sand table and we played there for like an hour. And then we, he wanted to go inside and get a snack or a drink or something. And he just like took my hand and we walked back inside. I'm like, okay. Like, you know what's up. It was so cool. Cause he's only three. And he just, he understood enough to, Realized that I couldn't see where the things were on the ground or something. I don't even know how he really understood, but he just, you know, very casually and very simply like came and took my hand and walked inside.
1: Cool. And That's
2: then awesome. they got home with the baby and like, they put the baby on a mat on the floor to like, I don't know, lay there, play around, whatever little babies do. And, um, I had to get up to go to the washroom and I didn't want to obviously step on the baby on the floor. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I'm like, Hey, like where? just to the room at large. I'm like, Hey, where's Ivor? Who's like the baby. And Seth, who's the older one, older one. He's like, here, auntie, uh, he's over here. I'll take, you. he's like, come with me. And he like came and took my hand again and walked me around the baby. So I wouldn't step on him. Mm. And then it, I think again, later I asked the same question and he's like, he's upstairs with daddy. You're okay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he was so <laughs> cute. And just like, somehow understood and it was just it's kids are very like intuitive somehow they just know what's up and he you know just super casually didn't make a big deal out of it like came and mm-hmm. took my hand and walked me around like he was cool and he i think he thought it was kind of a game like he thought it was kind of fun to help out auntie jill right so yes I and think like also, even,
1: yeah. If, if kids are having fun with you, like, mm-hmm. then they want, it's like, come over here, come with me. And they come and yeah. take you, right? Because exactly. they just want you to come. So,
2: and that makes it easier. Like, I think that might be a bit of a, it might, if you're a fully blind baby, like a fully blind baby babysitter, that kind of helps, right? Because, like, they want to show you, I don't know, their toys or their books or, I don't know, come over here, let's go play over here. Like, they'll come and, like, come with me and they'll grab your hand and take you i don't know after like they get used to you and they somehow like they know to an extent that you can't see you don't make it a a big deal and then it's not a big deal from kind of what i have experienced Mm -hmm. and like if you you know like hey where's this and for the most part like a kid is gonna know in their own house where things are kind of just making that part of it really helped for me especially being a fully blind babysitter compared to Mm -hmm. low vision so yeah
1: Playing hide and seek is definitely not my favorite babysitting oh, activity in someone no. else's house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's the kids know where to hide, like the good spots to hide. Well, and, and you, you might know where open the, house the door
1: is. and look in on them and not see them. Yeah. And they're, <laughs> so I would always joke, like I'd make jokes so that they would giggle so I could find mm. them by their laughter. Oh, Mart. maybe he's in the drawer of the dresser. Oh, maybe he's <laughs> like in crazy places that would make yep. them laugh. And that's how I would find my son too when we were doing hide and seek. Week, but that's so. Funny.
2: <laughs> that's a good that's a good strategy <laughs> yes
1: so I was just thinking about like how do you reassure parents who maybe are a bit nervous about the babysitter being visually impaired and I mean honestly you're you're nervous leaving your child with anybody whether they're visually impaired or not initially and what I would often do when my son was really little and maybe even still the first time having the babysitter come over when I'm home and having mm. them, you know, be together, like, so just for a meeting to see if they like each other and you can kind of be in the other room and leave them in the next room over where you can still hear what they're doing, but, you know, kind of just see how they interact with the kid and maybe offering that you would do that mm-hmm. a couple times before they even have to pay you just so that they can get to know you and, and you can kind of learn your way around their house and, and get to know the kid in an environment where you don't feel guilty that you're learning because you're not Mm -hmm. being paid yet.
2: Yeah. And like, kind of like what you said too, um, like at least with a lot of babysitting jobs, it always tends to be, um, you know, like family or family friends um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that they already know you, you might not already know their house, Cause like, I find like babysitting jobs are a lot of, um, like a lot of word of mouth is how you get them. Like, kind of like we said before. So I find that, um, it really helps knowing, you know, like, they already knew me for, for the most part, not all of them, but like, you know, be family friends or friends of a family friend who I babysit for or something like that. Um, so it kind of helps like that. you Like at least for me, especially babysitting with like, my nephews. For the most part, I already knew their house and I knew how my sister kinda organized her house. So I knew where things were not always, but enough to mm-hmm. get kinda get by. Um but yeah, like that's the big thing with babysitting. It does tend to be a lot of word of mouth. So like you already kind of know the family, the kids, the possibly even the house. Um, but I think like with reassuring them, I think like I really like the idea of like getting to know them before you actually do the babysitting job like you mentioned and like like I said like if you don't make the blindness a big deal it, it usually isn't that big a deal once they see how you, that you can like you know interact and play with your kids and you know like like I said like I liked trying to get all the kids in the, playing the same game in the same room um and I think like you know see having that be like what the parents would see when we got ho- when they got home or before like you know i get there a few minutes early like maybe 10 15 20 minutes early or whatever while the parents were still getting ready to leave and like okay cool like i go in the other room and play with the kids and we do whatever i kind of go like join in in what they were already doing Mm -hmm. um and then even in that few minutes before the parents left like they would see you interacting with the kids and playing with them and you know chatting with them and treating them like normal little kids like i think it kind of like helped them be more comfortable just by even just for a little bit seeing you in that situation right and like even like when the parents are kind of walking around like hey like food's here whatever's here like that explain like the kids go to bed at this time whatever it is like you don't make it like obviously it's okay to ask questions but you don't make it like a big deal and you kind of act like I just find find, like kind of acting casual and comfortable and you know like responsible and not acting like you know doing your best to not act nervous or like fidgety and just like you know acting confident and responsible mm-hmm. helped reassure the parents quite a bit yeah cause have- I feel like that's no.
3: always just kind of the problem I had is I feel like there's people who almost freak out when I cross a road by myself oh. so it's almost like if you have people who think you can't even do that for yourself how do you convince others that you're capable of taking care of like younger children
2: yeah and a lot of that is just like I, you know, it really depends on the people like the person's views on blindness, I guess as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everyone in my kind of, well, I grew up in a really small town, so everyone kind of knows everyone, but um like a lot of the people I babysat for already knew me or knew of me at least. And like, most people knew I couldn't see all that well, but it was mainly just the print side of things was my most, like, mainly my struggle at that time. Um, so it never at least really, like appeared to be a big issue for them when they saw me just doing stuff around town, and like I don't know they already knew that I like you know I could do this and this and this, and all I could really do at the time was read large print. So if I like you know if the kids wanted to watch a movie, I would get like you know if I could didn't know how to run the parent the, their TV or DVD player or whatever, the parents would show me, and I would just like hey so it's like the you know the top left button to for power, and then like okay so then like you know the third button in the left on this row is like the play button or whatever it was right so Mm -hmm. I couldn't see the actual like little symbols or letters or stuff on the remote um so I would just kind of I kind of did what I would do myself at home with their tv and remote and stuff and then like if I you know wanted to find a tv show I'd have to walk up really close to this tv screen to read like the tv guide or menu it's hard because everyone's views on like blindness are so different and when, like, Sean, like you said, like, it's hard enough leaving your parents alone. or oops, your parents alone. Sorry. Your kids, <laughs> your kids alone <laughs> with someone who you might not really know or be comfortable with yet. Like, I, yeah. Obviously, I'm not a parent yet, but like, I can imagine that being really difficult. So like I think a lot of that, Nika, is like kind of their perspective on blindness to begin with. It's hard to change people's perspectives on that. But I think like having the confident and like responsible air to yourself even though if you are nervous Mm kind of helps a lot
1: I I think confidence is so important when I think about the babysitter that I chose when my son was a baby and she Mm -hmm. she does have a visual impairment and but she she is confident and she's resourceful and smart and I just knew like if there was Mm -hmm. a problem she would even if she if she didn't know what to do I knew she would call me she Mm -hmm. would figure it out like yeah yeah that's and I wasn't I didn't know what I was doing when I was babysitting. Like I was just figuring it out. These, yeah. I think the parents were more confident in me than I was in myself, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. But it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I don't know. Like you kind of, you once you know the kids, it gets easier once they kind of know you. But yeah, it is fake it till you make it. A little yeah. Bit. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, this isn't necessarily babysitting per se, but I- Remember like when we have family friends and stuff and when we have parties at our house, it kind of just naturally fell on me to like wrangle the younger kids in my room. Mm-hmm. And I remember like one of them was like begging me to do makeup with her. And yeah. like um her mom was like, Oh well, that's okay, which word of advice. Always ask the parents permission if the kid wants to do like makeup or nail polish or something <laughs> um but the mom was like oh like okay but you know like this is kind of going to be a bit of a disaster and like I don't think you like you can teach her how to do makeup and stuff and I'm like oh no I'm like great at doing makeup I can teach her how to do her makeup and we kind of went there and Kind of like what you were saying, making it into a game. I was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, let's match the makeup. Let's remember, put it back where you found it. Oh, if mm-hmm. you put it back where you found it, exactly. Like you'll get like a star, like a virtual star. Mm-hmm. And I had like stars on my iPad and I'd like give her stars. <laughs> and stuff. Um, I guess that like reward thing really motivated her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I remember I was yeah. babysitting like my little cousin. Um, well, wait, you're telling me like, how your similar situation, you Nika, where like, we were all at my grandparents' house, and there's like, a ridiculous amount of people at my grandparents' house. And my cousin really wanted, like, she was three or four at the time and really wanted to play, but nobody, like, the rest of us cousins were a lot older than her. So nobody really wanted to go play with the little kid, right? Um, and she was so bored and so little and just, you know, wanted to be included. So I'm like, all right, Sam, let's go play. And she loved to do people's hair, like her favorite thing ever. But you know, like, if you're a teenager, you don't want a kid messing up your hair. But I could have cared less. I hate doing hair anyways. Sure, go do my hair for me. So she did like the most wild, crazy, like, I think she put every (laughs) hair clip and hair tie in my hair that she could possibly find. And like, I think there was like five hair bands. And she's like, let's go show up for you. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. And she like walks me out of the room. And my hair is psycho, like crazy. And like, she's just so happy. So it's like, it's really fun to like see how happy they get when you you know you just let them be a little kid and do your crazy hair and like she loved it and everyone kind of you know everyone giggled like oh your hair looks so crazy like what the hell but she was so happy and like that kind of made it like not embarrassing You're like ah you guys you, whatever like not a big deal she had fun and then she went she went and like took all of it out for me and like brushed my hair for me so I got you know it's nice and relaxing for me <laughs> so. It's kind of like, it's nice to have them, you know, like included, like I've said before. And like, they kind of know what, like, kids always want to kind of want to, especially when they're younger, and they're one of the only younger kids, they kind of want to just do what everyone else is doing and be a part of it. Right? So like, you know, yeah, sure, you can come help me cook or you if you want, like, go grab your stool. Like, I know you have a little stool and a little apron. So sure, come help me. Right? And like, include them. And that's all they really want and they just want to do what you're doing so it's always kind of makes it easier just because then you know where they are and what they're doing too um yeah Yeah. so even like the parallel
3: like kind of the parallel play like that family friend she like her whole thing was always just wanting to be more grown up than she Uh was be like me so like she Uh was like kind of you know jealous that i had a credit card so like Uh i kind of drew like a fake credit card for her like that's cool she like saw me on my cell phone like taking pictures of like her makeup because she wanted them. So then she kind of got sad, So like I gave her my iPod, which kind of is a mini like little cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so it was so like rewarding seeing her go upstairs and like kind of prancing around, showing off like all people <laughs> <Yeah>. everywhere. <Ugh. laughs> Mom, like everyone was like, "Oh, you actually did a good job." She doesn't no. have dark red lipstick like smeared all over her like forehead.
1: I think that's the first step, Nika. Like building really? a relationship with somebody, and you you know you connect with the kid, and the parents see that, and you spend some time alone, and the kid doesn't die, and <laughs> and then that's the gateway to like them thinking of you as a potential babysitter next time, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, because like the only really thing that happened was that that dark lipstick she was using, she kind of got um the lipstick and like smeared it on like a couple other pieces of makeup, but that was like mm. pretty easy to clean off. Like, yeah. The-
1: yeah. Kids are messy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Another option if it is a family friend is is to offer to babysit at your own house. Um if you're more comfortable in your own mm. house. Like it, I mean that that can throw off routine. Depends on the mm-hmm. age of the child and the time of day. Yeah,
3: it's also hard if they're like like all our family, like our family friends, like do trust me. I think it's also like they live really far away.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It has to be convenient for the parents to like pick you up and drop you off easily, mm-hmm. or for you to get there. Um, yeah, lots of things to consider.
2: Well, I remember for me when I would babysit, um, especially when I babysit by myself, like a lot of the time, like depending on you know, where I was and how late it was going to be. Cause my parents never really gave me like a time frame f- to stop babysitting. Like I, I could babysit pretty mm-hmm. late if I needed to. yeah. Uh, and I was comfortable with that. The only, I remember the only thing ever being that I was uncomfortable with it being late at night is that I the parent like, who I was babysitting for offered to drive me home. I'm like, I can't see where your car is outside. It's too dark. <laughs> so yes. I, was very, I was very night blind. Um, like even well, when I was low vision, obviously. Um, now, of course, I am. But um, when I was low vision, I'm like if they, especially if they didn't have like a porch light, I'm like mm, moonlight, not bright enough. So I would kind of like make I kind of like follow them so I could at least see sort of see their shadow. And then like you know they go open the door and the light would turn on in the car, mm-hmm. so I could like okay okay and like run to the car so I could you know yes. Yes. before the lights turned off. So I that was my only ever like I think major like low vision issue was trying to find the car at night once I was done babysitting
1: yeah and you're Um, kind of like they haven't figured out how low vision you are mm -hmm, yeah and and now it's the end of the night (laughs) yeah and you can't find the car (laughs) and you're and you're like oh no busted like now they're gonna realize yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) and if it was my mom (laughs) picking me up she would kind of like purposely turn the light on in, in the car so I could at least like be a little moth to the flame there and like, yes. find the light but if it was like the parent driving me home it's like okay I um I think I was kind of like cake like oh just, like go ahead I'll just be a minute you can get my stuff I'd make up some kind of little excuse like oh like I just <laughs> oh I forgot you know my bag or something like we'll just make up a little thing to quickly like reach back and grab it so they had a head start so I could just kind of try and follow them <laughs> thankfully nothing major happened in the me stumbling to the car scenario but it's funny because with the kids and stuff, I never, I don't really, aside from like a couple of kids trying to escape, like from the bathtub or something, like, I never really had major, any major issues. Oh no, that's a lie. I had one little girl fall and scrape her knee because she was trying to balance on the curb of the the sidewalk or the lack thereof sidewalk, um, and she scra- fell and scraped her knee. But it was like a little scrape, and like I knew how to go clean a cut, right? So we come, like the parents come home, and she has you know, a really fun, I don't know, I think it was like, a, it was some, I think it was a frozen band, like themed band-aid on her knee and she was really happy that she had a themed band-aid. So she went it to show her parents like, like, oh no, like they know I hurt their child. <laughs> you had to go show off your band-aid. And then they're like, oh, what happened? And like, I'm like, oh, am I in trouble? Like, what if they don't want me to babysit because their kid got hurt? Like, it's only a little scratch, but still. And the, the kid's like, I, you know, I was walking on the, the edge and I fell. It was my, like, I wanted to see if I could do it. I'm like, yes. You kind of threw yourself under the bus. It's not my fault. Um, <laughs> I just kind of fun. You know, you kind of go through those things in your head as you in this situation. And the parents are like, oh, you're fine. Like, they never said anything to me about it, really. Like it was... Let's also so it was, it was fine. Like, it's natural for kids to get
3: hurt. And that's yeah. kind of like the whole like natural consequences. Like, oh, yeah. nice balance
2: on the edge of the sidewalk and. Yeah. But like as a baby, so you're like oh my god like you just got hurt <laughs> like yeah are you gonna be like a you know a, a tough like i was kind of like oh you're fine you got it like it's all good we'll go clean that up like i always kind of i also find like if a kid falls or gets hurt like the way you react affects the way they react a lot of the time mm-hmm. so if like they fall like oh my god oh my god are you okay like oh my god if you kind of freak out then they're gonna freak out more as like where if um you know you're yeah. like oh you fell, you're good, right? Like, you're okay. Let's go clean that up. Like, you kind of don't make it a big deal, then it's not, you know, after a few little tears, it's not really a big deal. And I always found if they got hurt and had to get a Band-Aid, they could pick out the fun Band-Aids so they they were happy that, like, it might, like ha- I have a cool Band-Aid and you don't, like, kind of thing, right? So it always kind mm-hmm. of helped diffuse the oh-my-God moment there. <laughs> but- yes. Sean, I was wondering,
3: did babysitting ever prepare you for having a child later in life just because I feel like the thing with babysitting is if you're kind of having an off day you can be like oh at least I get to go home but then with the parent it's kind of like a full-time job so how similar and how different are they
1: yeah it absolutely did not (laughs) (laughs) not at all it's so not the same I mean I think You know, I knew how to change a diaper, although I don't think I'd ever changed a newborn diaper. Mm. I'd never bathed a newborn baby. Uh, I'd never been sleep deprived. You know, like (laughs) there's when it's your kid, you you just kind of learn as you go. And I don't think that the baby I don't think the babysitting experience I had helped me when I first had a baby. Maybe um You know, having experience with kids might help you when your kid becomes sort of more of a person, like three, four, five, six years Mm -hmm. old, if you have some experience working with kids and entertaining children and things like that, uh, and just comfort around kids. But when it's your own kid, honestly, you're learning every single day. (laughs) (laughs) and I don't think anything can prepare you for becoming a parent it's quite a shock to your system uh but at the same time it was both harder than I expected and and less hard than I expected and I don't even know how to explain that like harder in that it's just all consuming but the blindness piece wasn't really part of the hardness like it was Mm -hmm. just It's just a a huge adjustment, I think, for anybody becoming a parent.
3: Yeah, well, like, my whole thing kind of thinking about babysitting versus parenting was always kind of like, oh, well, if you babysit once and don't like it, that was only a few hours of your life. But, like, (laughs) once you become a parent, you can't can't return it to the store like it's a comforter.
1: That's (laughs) very true. That's very true. And I know people who, when they're feeling a little bit like, well, I kind of want to have a baby, they'll babysit somebody's baby and be like, yeah, I got my fix. I'm good for a while. Um, it's you know, it's good to spend some time around kids, definitely to see if that's what you're going to want to do, but it, it's never going to be the same as having your own. So yeah, it's not, it's not like, I don't know, a piece of clothing or an appliance that you can return if you change your mind.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's like you've entered an 18 year contract.
2: <laughs> if that, it goes way on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you never stop being a kid to your parents it turns out I mean that in a good way too but yeah I'm 25 and my mom's still like hey like let me know if you need anything like every couple of days we chat like she legit came and visited I think last week or the week before and she's like write me a list of things you want me to do like help you do I'm like I, I don't really need you to help me do anything she said but I liked you I'm like I'm your mom. I'm like okay, <laughs> like, go for it. But it was pretty, and like she's. Like, I know you're 25, but I still want to help you with stuff because I'm your mom. I'm like okay, works for me. But like yeah,
1: yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, my mom still helps me with stuff too. So. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So sure. does mine.
1: Definitely
2: beyond an 18
1: year Definitely. Contract. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Nika, for bringing this topic up. I hope that. I don't know. I hope you get an opportunity to babysit if that's something you're still interested in. Um, maybe some of the ideas we've suggested would help next time the opportunity arises.
2: If I have a child one day, Nika, you can be my babysitter. Yay. Yeah, I can,
1: um, <laughs> they can
2: be my Guinea pig. There
3: you
1: are. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thanks Jill for joining us and sharing your experience. Yeah. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast with a friend, like, subscribe, give us a rating and join us next time.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted along with their families